Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the Citrix Session. I'm your host again, Andy Whiteside. Got uh, Bill Sutton, Director of Services. Bill, ask you a question in today's management call if um, this bump in service needs, consulting services, professional services, was a bump or was this the future? And you said the future. Why is that? Uh, well, I think a lot of it has to do with our presence in the market and the fact that we are we do such a good job for customers um, that more customers are coming to us. Uh, we have a obviously we have a very strong sales and marketing force, and I think that's driving a lot of the demand. Um, obviously, I think another part of the demand is simply the way the market's moving more towards DAS, uh, desktops as a service, virtualization. Um, so we're seeing more interest in that concept as an outgrowth of the pandemic. So I think it's a it's a hybrid of those two things primarily. Yeah, and, and I want to highlight something that in our world, right? We know every project, every implementation is not perfect, but yeah. you know, we, we, we come at it with that idea that we're going to do the best we can, and then we're going to make it right. And I think that's really starting to resonate with our customers. Todd, you seeing a, seeing demand for desktop virtualization, app virtualization that's uh, outpacing what it used to be? Yeah, and yeah, we, we are. And a couple of things are driving that, right? So number one is... You know, some of our products have gone end of life, especially some of our older products. Um, and people are falling, you know, people had fallen behind and, you know, it kind of came up and bit them. Um, but the second thing is, is that there's a gap out there for resources uh, that are available. Um, you know, the Citrix talent, you know, Citrix engineers uh, who are capable of going out and doing upgrades and things like that. Um, you know, we're having, we're seeing customers having to rely an awful lot more on partners like yourselves to, uh, to really kind of fill, bridge that gap and fill those needs. You, you think that's because the guys our age kind of did it and moved on to the next thing and the, the, the generations behind hasn't, hasn't filled in the need. Uh, maybe the need wasn't there and all of a sudden, you know, this pandemic and, and Microsoft moving from deploy, deploy to deliver, deliver, deliver world, all of a sudden came full circle kind of like the airlines right where they didn't have enough they had plenty of pilots and then they all of a sudden needed a new pilot the demand showed up right when the uh the bot right when it bottomed out on new pilots yeah yeah and i think that was driving a lot of it is the you know the fact that a lot of the folks that were responsible for maintaining and managing citrix environments at the customers were also responsible for doing a whole bunch of other things as well and they got a, they got kind of retasked and repurposed over to doing Office 365 migrations and doing SQL Server migrations and doing all the other stuff uh, that they would normally just get inserted into their daily routine. Um, and they kind of push the Citrix components off and, you know, you're, you're, you're kicking the can down the road for only so long before you run out of road. Right. And then the, and the need comes and goes. And I think it's like right now I've got a 20 year old son and I'm, I'm teaching him, you know, modern apps and SaaS and things of the future. And then I'm sitting there going, but there's going to be a demand for this stuff that's going to be around for another, another 10, maybe 20 years. I mean, how long, you know, for, for years, we always heard that the mainframes were going away, but yet you go into a bank or insurance company and they still got those things up and running. And they were supposed to be, they were supposed to be uh, taken out 50 years ago and yet they're still in purpose, right? So these legacy applications and legacy systems are still going to be out there, and I, I think one of the big gaps that we've got in our in our education system is not training folks on the basics of Windows and troubleshooting, and even even going back to the hardware components of it. You know, take some folks that have recently graduated out of college and show them what a what a actually server looks like. You know, there's hardware behind that IP address. 
I've got a uh, couple of stories there. One, I had an intern two computers and said, hey, network these together. I had no idea. No idea what I was talking about uh, or couldn't, had no idea how it was supposed to come together. And recently I had a conversation with a, a kid about, you know, application development and infrastructure and, and all they wanted to talk about was containers. Like, isn't everything containers? Like, no, everything's not containers. <laughs> What's the underlying components of an operating system? What's the underlying components? Why, why is storage have its own subsystem? You know, it, it, they're not teaching those concepts in uh, in most of the college and university programs out there as well. Ask this. Go talk to um, a Gen Zer and ask her why why it's called a boot process. Ask him or her why it's called a boot process. Yep. Where did where did it come from? The whole bootstrap concepts. Oh, well, can't solve it all. We'll just make sense out of what's there for us. Um, so we are, uh, this is part two of um, um, a blog that we're reviewing uh, from Heather Tat, I think is her name. I'll yep. come up here and double check, uh, Todd, you know. Uh, and it's called What's New with Citrix Dash Desktop as a Service and Citrix Virtual App and Desktop September 2022, so 2022. And we uh, we talked to Jeremy a lot last week about, you know, what defines DAS versus uh, Citrix virtual app and desktop, you know, one's on-prem, one's control plane in the cloud. And this blog really talks in and around both. And we try to call out throughout the conversation, which one's DAS and which one's CVAD. We're we're to the point now, we're on part two and Todd's going to be with us for a little bit. And we'll probably make this a uh, abbreviated version and we'll do it again next week and cover more of this. It's like so much content. But Todd, we got to the point now we're talking about Google. And can you just give us some insight around what Citrix is doing around the multiple aspects of Google and what uh, people should expect to see there? Yeah, so so a couple of things. So we made some announcements recently around Google Cloud and the fact that you can run the Citrix desktop as a service, DAS Premium, especially around on Google Cloud. So leveraging Google Cloud as your control plane, as well as your resource locations uh, and things like that. So we've done on a ton with Google in terms of embracing them as as we did with uh, with Azure, uh, right? So Google's right up there now with Microsoft when it comes to uh, supporting and delivering um, Citrix DAS uh, the control on that platform. In Google, as well as in Azure, and as a consumer, do I tell you which one I want it in? So, so you can. Um, by default, it still goes over to, to Azure, but you can certainly uh, acquire it through Google um, as well. You can specify that you want to run it on GCP's control plane. Okay. Well, let me take a step back. So for years, I've been able to make my my uh, desktop hosting platform could be GCP, yep. but that was really just talking to a uh, platform that was in Azure. Correct. And the platform can be in Google, and then you can talk to the other clouds, including Google, from that platform. That's correct. Yeah, and this has been something that we've been working on for the past many years. I mean, almost 10 years ago, we started with our hybrid multi-cloud story uh, of understanding that at some point in time, there would be a consumerization of cloud resources. And customers really want to have that choice when it comes to uh, what cloud platform they actually want to run on. And, you know, the days of it being all in one, um, that may not be, may, that may not always make sense for uh, from some, for some customers, right? They want to have that vendor diversity. They want to have reduce their risk, right? You put everything, all your eggs in one basket. 
you know, what, what happens when there's a problem? Um, the other part of it is really coming down to the consumerization and the financial aspect of it. Um, this is a really good way of protecting your investment and protecting your cost model going forward is to have two different cloud vendors that are always kind of having to keep each other in checks and balances. Yeah, I talk all the time to customers about, hey, you should have two Citrix partners or two whatever insert vendor partners. And I like working with you. I know, but you should have you know balance. Of course, I, I know if we compete head to head, we're going to win. Um, but at the same time, that's my way of getting into other customers and saying, look, let us hold the other guys accountable. We'll come in and do an assessment. What can it hurt? And at the end of the assessment, I'm like, wow, I had no idea. Um, but having that balanced approach, especially in the world of as a service, becomes very doable. And pretty much all the services can interact with each other, and you pretty much have the same level of of uh, abilities. Bill, any any thoughts on what uh, you've heard with Citrix and their approach to putting the platform, uh, the DAS platform in Google? Just what I've read and what you guys have just talked about. Um, yeah, I think also correct me if I'm wrong, Todd, but isn't there a uh, there is a a Google like a like a Google um, a, a almost like an AVD on Google with Citrix, right? Yes. I thought so. Yeah, like an automatic automatic setup of desktops on Google, but they've done a Google's done a, a few cool things like uh, you can leverage their identity, which we'll get to in a minute for some of the some of the workloads without having to go through uh, through Active Directory and some other cool things. It's it's definitely uh, up and coming for sure. Yeah, and there's more to Google than maybe what's here. We'll talk through it, and then we'll come back and circle back because Integra is a Citrix and a Google partner. We're also part of their pilot program. But so uh, Todd. Can you specifically address what you guys are doing here with this seven-day free trial? Yeah, so so we're offering a, a seven-day free trial of DAS Premium, uh, Citrix DAS Premium on Google Cloud, right? So for, for seven days, you go and register. Um, it's a great way to kind of get your dip your toes in the water um, and get a little bit of experience around what it's like to uh, to manage a Citrix DAS uh, capability within within the Google Cloud. And it comes with all of the functionality that you get with our DAS premium offering. Um, so a lot of the features and functionalities that you would be normally using uh, are, are built into this trial. Um, the good thing is it's a, it's a good seven-day trial. Um, and it can, kind of it could eliminate the need for something like a proof of concept or some type of an evaluation, right? It's a, it's a quick way to get your, get familiar with it um, and hopefully make a decision or improve your decision process. And Todd, just to blow somebody's mind, right? You could spin up this environment, put some desktops into GCP, put some desktops into AWS, put some desktops into your private data center, into your partner's data center, put some desktops in Azure and all of that would work. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty crazy when you stop thinking about it. Uh, next section here talks about the Google Cloud identity support for Citrix workspace. Um, Todd, you want to hit that? Yeah. So, so this is kind of a, as a result of a lot of folks, uh, a lot of customers providing feedback around identity management. And, you know, while Microsoft has Azure Active Directory and they're going deep into the uh, identity provider. Um, there's a lot of folks that are saying, hey, we, we want to have a secondary identity provider. or We want to use another um, identity provider to help us do deal with multi-factor authentication, right? So uh, the Google Cloud identity uh, support for Citrix workspace, right? So this is in preview right now, uh, but it really allows you to include the Google IDP 
as part of your authentication stream. Yeah. And, and Todd, one of the things I see customers struggling with all the time, they've got to pick some identity provider and then the rest of the identity providers can potentially play along with that or all the other offerings can play, you know, all their other offerings, SaaS things, or even on-premises things they're bringing in. But at some point you got to pick your identity provider, the master one. Is that is that how you see it? Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because the, the market is going much towards the way the bank handles your bank handles your identity, right? You identify yourself with your bank. Um, they, you know, give you a secret or they give you a, they give you an account, right? That they manage. And then they give you access to the account. And there's a shared, there's a shared trust model between you and your bank. And then you basically can then walk into any of the bank branches, identify yourself. They have an ability to look up and see who you are. You have the ability to show and prove who you are. Um, and then there's trust relationships between the the other banks that are out there, not the not just the internal bank. Um, security models are really built on, uh, around a similar approach, right? You identify yourself and there's some shared trust that is established. Um, and at any point in time, you can reset that trust. You can change your password or your secret that you want to do. They can change, you know, the bank can then also force a, uh, a reset um, of your identity. Um, but it's always done in collaboration together as opposed to independently. Before we move on from the Google conversation, I want to just highlight for our listeners, when I think Google in my world of end-user compute digital workspace, I think three things. I think GCP, um, Google uh, Cloud Platform, uh, which is their IaaS offering, which we're talking about here running the Citrix PaaS, uh, desktop as a service, or yeah, desktop as a service platform in their Google, therefore it's a PaaS, platform as a service. And then I also think about the idea you can run your desktops and app servers in that same GCP. That's one conversation. Uh, the next conversation is around uh, Google Chrome OS, which is the operating system uh, which is really for Chromebooks and Chromeboxes and any device you want to with the Chrome Flex OS, converting those to a device where you want to run a Google operating system, which is probably Linux under the covers there, but very uh, capable and manageable. And we personally have done a ton of work with Google and a bank we work with to make the Citrix Workspace app pretty much on par with all the other platforms so you could truly have a full high-fidelity Citrix experience and then finally, the Google uh, Workspace, where you take that G suite of applications into Google Workspace, but you may not actually use the Google front end. You may use Citrix Workspace to get to all things Google, plus other companies, other vendors that you're working with, including your own data center, maybe your own uh, proprietary um, things that you bring into that Citrix Workspace, bringing it all together. Yep. So big story there, lots to talk about. Uh, Todd, I know you're on a limited time frame. I'll probably hit one or two more here, but how about this AWS announcements? What's going on with AWS? Yeah, so, so one of the biggest things that, we've, that we're working with is, once again, it's this hybrid multi-cloud approach uh, that we've been pushing for the past several years. And it really is identifying, you know, how we're working with the major cloud providers and expanding upon the services that are in one and making sure that we have parity across all of them. Um, so we've included capabilities around, you know, scaling, right? So that's one thing around AWS. And then the other, the ability to also uh, use what AWS refers to as throttling, which is uh, very similar to uh, pre-launch, right? So being able to optimizing the starting of your instance, which is your, your resource. Um, 
what that does is it helps work with the financial numbers of your environment, right? So you don't have these devices or these resources up and running all the time. Um, you know, you can scale them up and scale them down as demand increases or decreases. Um, so it really helps with the with the financial impact. Yeah. And so, um, Todd, this is really focused on AWS as in infrastructure provided by Correct. Amazon AWS for your workloads that you would tie into one of those two PaaS providers yep. uh, using Azure and now GCP. Um, Bill, any comments on what you've seen happen with Citrix integrations with AWS? Uh, not really. I mean, th these are great uh, developments here, obviously, um, the ability to scale easily and quickly and to be able to control costs. But uh, uh, beyond that, I don't really have anything else. So I will tell you that we are doing a ton of work <clears throat> with AWS uh, in several areas, uh, but specifically around customers who are trying to run Citrix workloads in AWS because the reality is AWS is the oldest of all the IaaS players, cloud, public cloud players. And there's a ton of companies that have the server side of their client server applications in AWS. So being able to use Citrix to have that high fidelity desktop as a service experience, and then drop those desktop compute workloads in AWS data centers with uh, the existing server side of the client server app in AWS. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense for a large segment of IT shops out there. Yeah, it does. So, Todd, any uh, AWS stories that uh, you would highlight as, as we're covering these guys that you've been a part of? It's, so, I think it's critical that we that we partner up with AWS in, in a couple of reasons, right? So, number one is because they provide a lot of business intelligence services to our customers, right? So, they've already got relationships in there. Uh, they've also made a significant investment already in their infrastructure and their data centers, as well as their delivery network. Um, and it really kind of just makes sense to make sure that we're we're playing with all of the top vendors um, and be able to also expand upon that, right? So, you know, as each one of these IaaS vendors, as they continue to, to accelerate and innovate, right? Not tying ourselves just to one at the, at, for the entire time, right? So we need to be able to, to work with each one of them and, you know, uh, somewhat be Switzerland. So once a, once a Citrix customer chooses to go DAS, once they make that commitment, yep. the private data center, semi-private, public cloud, IaaS, you know, GCP, AWS, uh, Azure, and several other options just become something that is doable. And for those customers that are holding back on going to DAS or Citrix, uh, you know, platform as a service, it's it's inevitable for most of them that they're going to have to go that route. They don't really have to worry about the intellectual property. There's nothing but metadata there, but um, it, it, we're finding customers over and over again that have been holding back that now's the time. And and I, a lot of times I'll challenge them. Did you ever get that second Citrix data center rolled out? And they're no, I never did. We've been talking about that five years. Let's just move to DAS, get that done yep. and uh, provide you a path forward. Hey, Todd, I know you're out of time and we're going to make this a truncated version. We'll, we'll jump into those, um, those DAS enhancements uh, next week. And we'll Absolutely. So uh, with that, I'll let you guys go. Appreciate the time today. And we'll make it a you know, shortened version. We don't do this often, but want to be respectful of your calendar and appreciate you jumping on. Yep. See you next week. Thanks, Todd. Take care. Yes, thanks.